Absolutely. Yes. So she needs a few funds. Yep. So if anybody feels led to pour into that, what we'll do is set up a uh, we'll do online giving. We'll set up a, a, an option to give the Zoe's Belize trip, or you can drop it in the bucket. If it's cash, just put a sticky note on it or drop an envelope, mark it for Zoe. Uh, check, put it in a memo. And we got a text number, and we can shoot that out to you via email. So if you want to text, give, you can also mark that. Absolutely, well said. Yep, empower. I mean that. Guys, that's why we do the bucket the way we do it. You don't even, it never has to go through the bucket. If you feel led to give to Zoe, right there she is. <laughs> Natalie, happy birthday. I know, she just kind of shrunk a little bit. Dad got it. Karen? Garrett, is today your birthday? Well, let's just sing happy birthday to everybody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Garrett. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. That's cool. Brent just walked in the barn at a baby. Looks like he just stepped out of a magazine. You look great, man. Thanks for coming in. Hey, I echo the welcome uh, again for those that have, keep coming back in the door. Thank you for those that have been in the door and maybe life has got you out there for a while and you've come back in. Welcome. Welcome home. And if it's the first time, man, welcome home. It's going to be a great ride. First Peter, we've been talking about how Peter has been helping a people that had been scattered. They had been tossed from where they were, had been living, and they had been gone and sent to different places within the region. It would be like if you're here in Murfreesboro and people found out that you loved Jesus in the way that they saw you living out your genuine faith, and they didn't dig it, and they weren't liking it, and so they would scatter you out to Laverne and Smyrna and Nashville, maybe even as far as Hendersonville, maybe south down to Franklin. It's that kind of setting. And so Peter is writing a letter now to folks that have been scattered. And also, gang, you've got to remember, the letters came out long after the resurrection of Christ. And so by this time, there's probably there's, there's these first-generation believers and there's this second generation of believers that are folding in and they're learning what it looks like to follow Jesus in the midst of people chasing you. You've got to let that sink in. They were absolutely at times running for their life. And so Peter, this first letter, is recalled as the letter of hope. And so what we've been doing is going through the letter and we've been putting ourselves on trails and pretending that we're following the trails. And if you've ever been on a marked trail, you know it has those rectangles that you look at and it gets you to the next point. And so last week, Salita was our guide and she, she took us down a trail of hers that a lot of us could say, me too just topsy and turvy, but all through it was this thread of redemption of Christ. Mm -hmm. 
And so in her sharing, there's this hope. That's why Peter stroked it out. That's why Salita shared her story. Next week, we're going to hear Gary. He's going to share his hope through trials on his trail. And so what we're saying as a group is that let's don't pretend that when we're on our trail that trials don't happen. They just do. And what Peter is echoing here with, with everything he has throughout the letter, and I'm going to say it right at the first, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again, he's saying your trials on your trail don't determine who you are. The wrathful God has satisfied His wrath through Christ. And we're going to see that here in a second. And so I just want to remind us there in verse 7 where it says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed. And so he's saying your faith is genuine. That keeps jumping off the page to me. And so he's talking to a people that are from two different people groups. Most of the time whenever we're on a trail, a lot of times we focus on it forking. And we have to make a decision, right? How come we don't ever hear too much about when the fork comes to one? Right? That happens. I mean, if we're on a fort, at some point those two have to come together. And that's what Peter, I love this visual because through Christ, that's what's happened. God had a people that He selected on purpose. Then there was all the others. So unless you were born of Jewish descent, you were part of the other. And you had a choice still to make. Am I going to believe in Jesus Christ, the Messiah? So these two people groups, I want us to flip over just for a second over to Ephesians. So if you're in Peter, you'll go back to the left. If you're in the book that's got pages, if not, you kind of scroll and hit the screen and find it. So tell me when you have it. Um, We're going to look at Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Is everybody there? Okay, Ephesians 2, verse 8. Listen here, it says, Now God saved you by His grace when you what? Believe. Alright, God saved you by His grace when what? Believe. Is there any activity outside of believing in this statement? You see any of it? No, the answer is no. And you can't take credit for this. It wasn't a trick question. It's, I mean, <laughs> the answer is no. It's just believing. And so here it is. Verse 9, Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. Alright, so quick time out. If any of us have ever gone to a, a pastor, preacher, reverend, whatever you want to call them, and said, man, I really feel like I can do this now. I've, I've not done anything in over a week. I'm pretty clean, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get dumped. It ain't going to work. doesn't matter. So you're making it all about you instead of the gift of salvation from Christ. That's what he says here. Salvation is not a reward for the good things you have done. So none of us can boast about it. Skip down to 14. For Christ Himself has brought peace to us. Here's the two trails. 
He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in His own body on the cross. He broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. Gang, that includes yours. Whatever your own law is, whatever your own rules are, whatever your own things are that make you feel like you are right with God, Christ satisfied that. He trumps that. So he went in 15, he said he did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating. Himself, one new people from two groups, 16. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of His death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Now, Christ made peace with the two people groups. However, the two people groups a lot of times did not have peace. We still see that today, right? How we come at each other depending on where you are and where you've come from. At times we just get annoyed with one another. (laughs) And so we're trying to remind each other that, you know, that that's what grace is. And that we want to unite with all of our brothers and sisters, even outside of this room, to make Him famous in our workplace and at school and in our homes. Starting there. Starting in our homes first. And so, we're back on this letter here. So, we've got two groups, right? That He's formed into one. Christ has one people. You either believe or you don't. And so, we're back here. Verse 8 and 10, go back to 1 Peter, 1st chapter. So we're on the trail. And Peter's writing to a mixed bag of the people that we just talked about. There are Jews and Gentiles in this. But they are identifying themselves as people who follow the way. The, the, the tag of Christian came later. You'll see that in Acts. It, it just all kind of flowed together. And in this day and time, it took time for those kind of names to, to, to get to places, right? So there was something that they would see in these people and how they were believing out their genuine faith with one another. And they are getting ripped. And Peter's writing this letter. And so eight verses 8 through 10, he's just reminding everybody about the beauty of our salvation. How he says that, you know, you haven't seen him yet, but yet you love him. That the reward, the outcome, the result of our faith is this saving of our souls. The result of our faith is the saving of our souls. And it means that there's this deliverance, that you live in this eternal safety of who you are in Christ. You have been and are persevered. You're being preserved. Did anybody ever grow up with anyone that that made preserves? (laughs) It's it's like Christ has put us in that big court mason jar. (laughs) You remember those days? You go, man, mommy, I cannot wait to get some of that blackberry uh, jam. And and that's what Christ has done. He said, look, Bilbo, I'm going to put your little head in this little... Ooh, look at there. It's Bilbo. He's preserved us. He's preserved us. And so yet in our trail, 
we will have trials. And so he's wanting us to remember, Christ has got me in his jar. Come on, Bibbo, I got you. All right? So he keeps going. And the thing is, gang, one real quick side note. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but one quick side note is that in those verses there, he's talking about how the ancestors of old, how the prophets of old were talking about Christ and how He was coming and how it wasn't even for them. And the reason that they were able to do that is because the Holy Spirit, because when you read this, you see that they were writing through the Holy Spirit. And if anyone ever thought, they said, well, whoa, 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 Bibbo. I didn't think the Holy Spirit came until Pentecost. <laughs> no. Holy Spirit has always been on the scene. Always. But it was a less of a permanent indwelling in the old days, in the Old Testament, after Christ, after Christ, in your believing, permanent indwelling, preserved, in the jar. Cannot get it. He's got you. And so, just it's in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. You don't have to go there. But what it says, it says, don't you know that your bodies are the living temple of the Holy Spirit? Not Joshua's. Not Job. Not Isaiah. But I'm looking at Deb, Mom, Carl T, Blondie, Garrett, <laughs> Zoe, Natalie, you are living temples of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ out on your trail. Incredible power. And in Ephesians 1, he tells us, he said, you are sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. So if there's ever been any time when you feel like that you're not in, you're in. Mm -hmm. If there's any ever time that you feel like you've been knocked on your, off your trail, maybe you have. But He's never gotten you out of your jar. He's in us. He does not leave. Doesn't matter. Boy, He's left me this time. No, He hasn't. <laughs> no, He hasn't. He cannot and will not. He's not a liar. And so it gets right here is where it gets kind of tough, gang. Look down it's here at 17. So you got to remember everything that we've said. How many... People groups did he bring into one? Alright. How did the two become one? And what is it through Christ that makes us united in in our perseverance in our being preserved? Belief. Come on, gang. What? Belief. What else can you add to your belief to be preserved? Now, does everybody believe that? Sometimes. Yeah, come on, let's get real. Sometimes, that's a whole other deal when i got to deal with that. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's true. And, we're, and this is where we're going. Alright, so look at 17. So Peter's he's coached them up. He's told them through 11 through 16. He said that you're to be holy as Christ is holy. You're to be obedient to the truth. Think about that just for a second. Somebody came and told you to be obedient to the truth. That they wanted to know how to do that. How would you coach them up? <laughs> don't you love that I know you just kind of squirm we just say these words and we go well hey could you teach me how to do that and you go ooh uh, it just says it 
Okay. All right. Well, we're, we're going to teach one another. Okay? So he's saying, look, even exhibit self-control. That's a toughie. Live as obedient, believing children. And then he gets to 17 and he says, And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of Him during your time as foreigners in the land. Silence has just hit the room. Well, Bibbo, I thought you said all I got to do is believe. That is true. So why is this in the book? Whenever you hear the word judge, what do you think of? Some of us have been before a judge. I have. <laughs> right? And so sometimes you go, it's just not a good rendering. The verdict, gang, your verdict has been cast through Jesus Christ. Now you've got to remember who he's talking to. And in this mixed bag of folks that he's talking to, the only doing that we can do is accept the gift. The only doing that you can do is accept the gift that comes with believing. So let's pretend just for a second that we are before the judge of Christ, our God, and we're walking through. And as we're walking, here comes the preserved jar. Oh, there's Bibo. Next. There's Deb. Next. All of them look like Jesus. All them jars look like you, man. <laughs> Next, there's Bruce. Oh, there's Bruce. I love Bruce. He was kind of tickling me when I made him through me. Next. You see where I'm going? And he's basing it upon the fact that you believe. And so the Jewish people in this group would have gotten the fact that he's going, he's slaying what I've been doing because look what he says in verse 18. He says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and the ransom He paid was not mere gold or silver. Now gang, part of the word judge means to accept. Means to, it does mean to render a decision. It means also to esteem. So the decision for you has been rendered through Jesus Christ. You are being judged from a place of innocence. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that's podium turning over. It's seats coming up and out. Your judgment's over through Jesus Christ. Your, your judgment is over through Jesus Christ. So you're on your trail and crazy happens and you go, man, why is God doing that? Is He? Is it God doing that? Or is it just me walking through life through everyone else's free will choices, including mine? Right? Who's the true victim in this thing? Or is there even one? No. Sometimes there are true victims. And I'm looking at this. You ever seen these movies that they have these kidnap scenes? 
Some of us have literally been kidnapped. We've been held ransom. We've been held hostage. Right? We've been held without anyone, without us wanting to be held, and someone had to make the call. Hey, I got Bibbo. <laughs> and the other line goes, well? <laughs> no, I mean, I've got him, and I, wanna, I want you to pay some money for him. <laughs> Just kidding. Christ says I've already paid it. Christ says I've already paid it. Christ says I've already paid the ransom for him. And what that means is that the prisoner has now been set free. You remember what Christ said when he first came on the scene? I've come to set captives free. So a lot of times that the person that is holding me ransom is who? Me. Ah. Now we get to start figuring out that one, right? Okay. Verse 22. We're going to skip down here a little bit. So you were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart. And so there it is again. When you decide to obey someone or something, what, what motors, what triggers the obeying? Believe. Someone said it. Believe. Yes. Trust. You trust. Love. Amen. So when you are following God, did you start following God out of love or fear? Someone said fear. That's good. Yeah. I, amen. And so the thing is, is that now, when I'm leading someone to God, am I leading them to someone out of fear or out of love? Yeah. Am I going to lead someone down my trail to a God that I believe is going to womp them? Is He going to womp us with love? Or is He going to womp you with judgment to try to get you to buck up? You ain't got enough buck up, gang. <laughs> you ain't got enough. The jar. You said yes to Jesus. You've been in. You've been plucked in the jar. You are preserved. He has cleansed you from your sins when you submitted and obeyed the truth. You know how Christ referred to Himself? Write this down. John 14, 6. John 14, 6. This is Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and life. That word life there is the same word as this young lady that got up here. She's going to a place she's not ever met anybody to share what her name means. It's active. It's real. It's genuine. It's vigorous. It's life. <laughs> so do I get excited for life out of love or fear? Which one is it for you? Jesus went on to say right there, He says, No one can come to the Father except through Me. Gang, He is the ransom. So here's the question as we start applying. What can we do this week? How can we put legs underneath this this week, Bivo? Well, here's the first thing. If someone were to ask you what the truth is, what's your answer? 
Jesus. Okay, how many of you would have gone, boy, I hope I don't ever get asked that in. I just don't want that ever asked to me. <laughs> Did everybody hear that? Truth is Jesus. Okay, what does that mean for us? What is faith and believing in Jesus equal? Freedom. That's part of it. Freedom. Man, it's okay to struggle with it because when you get it in here, gang, you'll go out there and do it. That's what I want. Faith in Jesus. Someone says, okay, I believe in Jesus. What now? So what? What's that mean? What are you going to tell them? I believe He's in me. And I believe He's going to live through me. On your trail. I tell them He has everything in you and that's right choice. He gives you wisdom. Amen. Him within. Faith, believing in Jesus is obeying, submitting to the truth. And we just found out truth is what? Truth is a person. <laughs> Truth is Jesus. So what do you believe? Do you believe the truth? Yes. Has the truth set you free? Yes. Is there any part of us that have that I've got our hands and ransomed up, that I that I'm or tied up, that I've kidnapped myself in anything whatsoever? It can be relationships. I, Guys, it could be anything. That's a biggie. It's relationships, right? I've been addicted. I've had bad relationships. None of that changes that he's indwelling me, that I believe in him. Amen. Do you believe that he has paid the price for your release? And that's a moment by 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 what? Moment. Decision. Gang, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that everyone does believe. Father, I believe that that even in this moment right here that we just don't check out mentally that we just kind of stay in this, Lord, because we're going to continue worship in how we sing praises to You for carrying us down our trail. Father, we admit there's moments when we just kind of are our own God. We're just kind of walking this thing ourselves. So Lord, I thank You for who You are. I thank You that You are the truth. Father, and the truth has set us free. And that, Lord, that we will no longer be identified by anything except You. And that the world may look at us at times when, when circumstances may scream different. But, Father, it's just not the case. So we love You and we praise You. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Everything. <laughs> it's a lot of cool things. But what I love, one of the things 